Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is The Trek-In, a weekly-ish podcast talking all things Star Trek. This week we're discussing Star Trek Discovery Season 4, Episode 5, The Examples. So let's get into it with the recap. Burnham and Book race to evacuate a group of stranded colonists in the Anomaly's path as one of the Federation's brightest scientists comes aboard the Discovery to do high-stakes research with Saru and Stamets. I just have really so much to fucking say about this episode. I liked it. Yeah, me too. I like this episode. <laughs> I really did. I have very little like screaming rage. No, no, none of that is actually. I, I'm, there's a couple of snarky comments and things like that because it's still Star Trek Discovery. But I like this episode. I like the pacing, the payoffs. There weren't enough things to like drive me crazy and make me like scream for bloody murder. Like I like this one. My God, what did you do, Disco? You actually made me like, like really like something you did completely. Not just reaching around. It was nice. It was nice. The first thing I'll say, of course, is that intro was just 2009 Star Trek, right? Oh, yeah. Completely. The comm chatter, the radio traffic, the way they texturized it was just the Kelvin right when it saw the, the storm cloud in space. That just vibed it completely. Um, it's like they lifted that scene from that movie itself. Um, but I liked it. It didn't bother me. It just was like... Oh my god! Like that's that's pretty much that movie intro, okay? <clears throat> and the star map, I just enjoyed that star map like, with all the names. I mean, I'm sure you could sit there and be a obsessive compulsive about all the little things, but I picked up on Denobula, I picked up on Prior's World, Nausicaa, Wolf Three Five Nine, which seemed a little too far from Earth for my taste, but nonetheless, there it is. Yeah, no, this was this was actually a pretty decent episode. The only thing I really and truly hated was that janky ass family tree at the end yeah i mean but like it, it it made sense for the for the arc at the end like unless you're talking about the actual graphics of the family tree oh i'm just talking about the graphic yeah that was really fucking stupid it looked like something ancestry and me like a bad website who used to do ancestry and me did it was just not not a well-designed tree if that's your culture i liked uh i like hera's family tree art thing and star star wars rebels much better which accomplished the same thing also, they breezed past Zora having feelings. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think they breezed past. I think actually for the first time ever. Let's see. Let's see what I wrote here. Um, so we're skipping ahead. Um, oh, uh, like now suddenly Burnham is concerned about Zora because like you could see there was some concern on Burnham's face and like, some surprise. And it's like suddenly it's like, uh oh, she has feelings. What's the thing? Like it was a problem before. Like now, only now are you having a problem with this? She thought she was just getting a cute little personal interface. Like, no, this was always going this way, Burnham. This was always going to happen. And now you're actually concerned about it. They paid more attention to it in this episode than they ever have before. But still nowhere near enough. Because Burnham was essentially like, huh. Okay. I don't know. She seemed a little more concerned than, huh. She was just like, oh, okay. All right. And then just kind of going with it because you realize you've literally put Zora in charge of your entire ship and you can't really take that back now. No, no, no take backsies. So yeah, I think she's a little concerned there. Um, big thing, obviously in the episode, we confirmed that someone built this thing, that this thing is DMA is made. It's not a new species, even though I did like the, some of the species names that they were considering, especially the Q and the, the Icon Iconian empire survivors, which makes me feel like, Oh yeah, there are Iconian empire survivors out there. Um, reveal that the Q hadn't been around for 600 years. I guess they ran out of a card family tree to fuck with. So 
And if you notice, Tarka didn't discount the queue at the very end of the episode. No, he didn't. He just was just like, oh, maybe there's there, maybe there could be something going on there. But I feel like he's talking about a device and not like something. So it might not be the queue, but maybe maybe it's going to go back to the queue. They're just calling it 10C for now. I feel like the way Saru pronounced it was like, ah, oh, the 10C, you know, as if we're naming the species 10C. So that's probably how they're going to be known for for the rest of the series is the 10C. Um, I hope it's, it's like an actual like thing and not just like a a random, you know, villain of the season thing. Like, I hope it's like a real thing. How'd you like Tarka? You mean wish Tony Stark? <laughs> I mean, he dresses like him, acts like him. It's that, that 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 was pretty much my main note about him. It was like he is wish Tony Stark. Um, I I I like him, even though I feel like we we shouldn't like him. And I, but I think that's pretty much how Stamets feels about him too. It's like in the beginning, you're just like you're so obnoxious and annoying, like Tony Stark, and you don't want to like him. But he is kind of cool. And like even though that whole thing he did with Saru with the screaming, it was just kind of like okay. But I kind of get it, and that's kind of cool, and it was a little bit humiliating. But if Saru got something out of it, then okay, I'm I'm fine with that. I didn't like him making a weird comment about Saru's feet. It's like a thousand years later, and like we're not we're making comments on alien appendages now. Yeah, that seems pretty. Uh, I don't know, pretty narrow minded. Yeah, it was just weird. It was it was weird. I guess everyone was separated for a spell, so maybe he's never seen. Saru species, a Kelpian before, but well, he said that he said that Saru was the first Kelpian he'd ever seen. Yeah, but it's, it's like you know, you're the first, you're the first Latin person I've ever seen. Oh my god, your skin's so olive, it's so weird. Okay, thanks. But other than that, like I, I did like him. Also, he's from Risa. He is from Risa, which I thought was an interesting, an interesting point. It's like from the Pleasure Planet. And it's like okay, I guess you could still have geniuses from there. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he knows a lot more than. Then he's letting on that, which was very much implied by the end of it. Yeah, what is the deal with that thing on his neck? I don't know. I, there's a, there's a lot here that I feel like we're missing because we just we don't have it yet. We don't have that information, um, and I feel like my prediction, and this could be totally off kilter, is that Zora is going to be involved with this somehow. Like we may be cycling to that short that happened later on. I mean, earlier on in in disco history. So like, I don't know what's going to happen. But I feel like something's going to happen involving Zora, involving this. So we'll, we'll see. Though I, I, I'm liking where they're taking us. There's a mystery that I actually feel like is a mystery. And it's not just like bullshit. They're actually building towards something. So, all right, I'm I'm on board. Just keep giving me episodes like this, you know? Also, keep giving us Jet Reno because I was so happy to have her back. Oh, so good. I mean, she just had some... She, my favorite line of the whole thing was just like, that's the closest you've come to kimming, killing us at all. And that's really saying something. Oh, I love Reno, and I love all of her responses. Her dry humor is great. Please keep having her on every fucking episode. I liked her scale of how crazy this is. Yeah, one to, like, fine to ten being totally insane. About a six. About a six. About a six. She's just straight up honest about it. We've done worse. Yeah, but we've also done better. <laughs> Science has never been done under safe circumstances. Pretty sure that's not right. Pretty sure that's wrong, but okay. You know what I thought was interesting about this episode? Last week, I had mentioned that I wanted like a, a Reese standalone episode, and this episode gave it to us, but we didn't get to see it. No, and that that was so bothering me. The whole thing, like I I, I don't like 
that hold on, where, where did I do it? Like, why why is Burnham going on this away mission? There's no reason why she should be going on this away mission. She's the captain and should be busy with like the evacuation, the experiment. Instead, she left it to Saru. Send Reese. Like he you you gave him the character moment. You gave him the, the thing to say, like, I'm related to this emotionally. So send him. Yeah, we could have learned so much more about him. You know, he should be leading the away team. He should have been on there with Book and it should have been his turn to bond with Book. You know, hashtag bond with Book. Hashtag disco needs, uh, you know, uh, hashtag disco needs stories to disco crew needs stories too. hashtag justice for Detmer. Hashtag who is Oshkun. It's like at the end of the day, like we need these characters to come front and center for just a little while this season. Like. We need them, not just one episode at the end where they all join together in hands and sing Kumbaya and save the world. But in actuality, we need less Burnham scenes. Yeah, this and this episode would have been perfect for that. Put Burnham in Saru's situation during this whole sequence, though I think it would have been very different with Burnham and Tony Stark going up against each other. Um, but give Reese all of Burnham's shit. I think it would have been fine. It would have made sense for for him to have to look up the law as opposed to a captain looking up Captain Law. Like, especially Burnham. I'm pretty sure Burnham knows everything already. So, I don't know. That that was my one big note about it. But, like, it's fine. I accepted that Burnham's literally involved with everything. But this was a perfect opportunity to give us Reese. Bothered me. Yeah. it, it, it Trust me, it bothered me, too. Especially since I literally was like, why don't they just... Give Reese an episode. Yeah, there it was. Like, it's never going to happen. Nope. It was like, I thought it was going to be a perfect, like, oh, why, why? I was so surprised when he stepped up and he was like, I need to do this. And I was like, what? Yeah? Okay. We're doing this? Are we doing this? And then we don't see him again for the rest of the episode. No, not at all. Like, he just disappeared off camera again. Like, stop, please. I, I legitimately thought when he mentioned a little bit of his backstory that they were going to, like, kill him off in this episode. Yeah, me too. I was like, uh-oh, we're getting a little bit of insight. They're going to area him. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who gets, like, character moments outside of their zone, you know they're headed for death at some point. Or they get left a thousand years in the past and we never see him again. True true um or goes to the starfleet academy show which is pretty much where i think tilly is right now in pre 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 production or it turns out that they're a evil mirrorverse doppelganger and then they get thrown into a fake sun yeah that could be a thing too i miss Lorca. i really miss Lorca. i really really miss Lorca. maybe we'll get prime Lorca showing up on strange new worlds Maybe that would be really cool because I love Jason Isaacs and I think he can he, all his roles can just do awesome shit. So I just would love to see him back again. Um, I, I also think another thing that bothered me get him out of the way, but there's nothing really too much. Like I'm not going to scream bloody murder this episode because again, I really like this other than the the the, the sad thing of Reese, um, which was just overlooked. And I feel like a writer wanted to get that in there, and someone was like, "No, we're not going to do that." I was like, mm. But we'll keep your moment. Mm. Uh, why is Book just always hanging out on the bridge? Because he's dating Burnham? Does Book have an actual job title on this ship? No, he just lives there. He just lives there and hangs out on the bridge when Burnham's there, like like a good little bay. Yeah, it's pretty unprofessional, actually. Extremely. Like, this should be a security thing, right? Like, give him an official title and I won't complain about it. But it's just... I, don't know. I mean, I like Book. I want him to be around. Just give him something official so he can rationalize literally standing on her left side always civilian advisor civilian advisor doesn't have a planet anymore oops too soon so 
I like the wormhole thing. It made me think about like what are the prophets are doing these days. It's like we've another species has been the one to make an artificial wormhole before, and, and they were gods to Bajor. So, well, give us a Deep Space Nine episode, and we can explore that maybe, because maybe you want to know what other things have done in artificial wormhole technology. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe, may, yeah, maybe now that they know it's an artificial wormhole, they'll be like, hmm, what other artificial wormholes do we know about? Exactly. The prophets. Let's go visit Cisco. He's in there playing jazz for the last thousand years. I, I'd be okay with it. Although he promised his son he'd go back. So I'm hoping at some point he went back. Yeah, we'll see. That's so far never happened in canon. But Deep Space Nine's the bastard stepchild of perfection. So whatever you're going to do. Um, what do you think of Cobra's arc during all this? I think it's good. I think it's still maybe a little underwritten. But it's it was literally like the C plot, but it was like so far removed from the other plots. Um, but I mean, it makes sense. He's really hasn't ever dealt with the fact that he died yeah, and came I, back. Like he, he beat up, uh, what's his fuck? The, the fake human in season two, a little bit. Oh fuck. I forgot his name by now. Fuck. Uh, that's not good. No, it's not. Ah, uh, fuck. Oh my God. What's his fucking name? Voke. It's his like Starfleet name. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It, it truly doesn't. Shit. He was he was the worst. <laughs> We've deleted him from our brains for good reason. So okay. okay, well he's gone yet, but we haven't dealt with that set. And like really, this this is him like reaching out and like some some strange Pagliacci's, you know, cl- the clown joke from Watchmen. It's like the one who helps everybody needs help too, and he's obviously like a workaholic within that. So I think that is setting him up for like. Hopefully some healing. And I think, you know, like getting Kovic in this way, which is just like, I'm just going to give you straight up and give you like a nice monologue at the end. Like I liked him for that. Like he did kind of come around and nail that um, long, long term speech to kind of tell him where it's at. And like, you need to, you need to calm down and make life less about work. Like for the workaholics out there, like this episode really matters. Like, it, what, it, what the quote was I wrote down, it's uh, if you can't find fulfillment in something other than work, you will fail the people in the chair in front of you. I have a two o'clock goodbye. You know, it's just that energy is Kovic. I want to just like smoke and have a glass of wine with him at some point and then have him just beam out after 20 seconds of honest truth. He's a bit, he's a busy man, apparently. Oh, he's a very busy man. So I'm saying like he, he, he I don't think that whole scene was 10 minutes long, but OK, I'll take it. The, the thing about the experiment, the science team plot that bothered the hell out of me is that they were doing this experiment and they needed power and that's what put the ship in jeopardy and that whole drama. So just wait an hour, right? Yes. Just just wait an hour and then you have the entire ship's power and maybe you can get a couple other ships to give power and we could do the experiment safely. And when it failed, he was so annoyed and was like, just wait 20 minutes. Like, do you have to be somewhere that's more important than that? You understand that there's a, there's a time-sensitive rescue mission and if you just put <laughs> off your science experiment for like an hour. Maybe two. Maybe two. Just under four hours because the episode started with a four-hour time limit. <laughs> you can have all the power you want. Um, so, yeah, that bothered me. But I did like his line. Like, you may not like me, but I love me. And I will not let the experiment blow me up. So, narcissistic reassurance at its finest. It's not a lie. <laughs> love that. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I don't have a lot of notes on this. I actually like this. I like the re- redemption story arc of the prisoner his story was nice other than the stupid graphic. Burnham giving legal amnesty <clears throat> to them was something that I feel like Picard would have done in the situation. 
Yeah, and her her telling off that governor at the end was pretty great. Yeah, exactly. And I felt like that was totally Picard. So for me, I I enjoyed all of that. Um, I don't know what the writers are planning, but Book knows now that there's some weird shit going on. So I am. Let's find out what what Book says in the next episode. And I'm actually excited for the next episode. Like I want to know more. I'm I'm intrigued now as opposed to annoyed. I love the environments they made for this episode. The colony landscape was awesome. Loved the sets. Did you like the explosive beetles? Uh, those are weird, but you know, as far as like Star Trek shit goes, I'm just letting it go. I'm letting it go. And you know why I'm letting it go? I think this episode really kind of changed something for the way I viewed it because it was good enough where I was like, I wasn't so blinded by stupid shit. Like, and I was able to like see it for what it was. And like discovery is not here to explore science or science fiction ideas. We're not here exploring space. Um, this season seems to be about mental health and discovering like, connections through that and if the writing continues to be as good as this episode then i i can appreciate that and i don't need explanations about you know science anymore as much because i don't i'm not looking at this particular star trek as a science-based television show it's a mental health based television show that deals with that and thus they can use magic whenever they want that's their main stories it's not science fiction it's mental health thrown up as sci-fi so okay i will accept that and move on and I'm, I think I can, as long as the writing is an insult, I can enjoy it much differently. You can live with it? Yeah, I could live with it. I can live with it. I, I can live with it. Computer, erase this entire podcast. All right. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Trek in Pod, And feel free to send us any questions, concerns, comments, complaints at thetrekinpod at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. Thank you for listening, and we will trek in with you next week. Hailing the frequencies closed. Good night. Ash Tyler. His name was fucking Ash Tyler. <laughs> and fuck that guy. Fuck Ash Tyler. <laughs>